This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Why did Joseph initially decide to divorce Mary? On the surface, it seems like it's rather obvious. He assumes the worst. She is with child before they have come together in marriage. And so, how can that be? And so he suspects infidelity. Now, this seems like the answer that we are given in today's gospel. However, the early church fathers had a different interpretation of Joseph's decision to separate from Mary. And it is this, that Joseph understood well that indeed Mary was ultimately to be forever a virgin. And that for him, he also recognized and knew that it was by the Holy Spirit that she had a child in her womb. And it was because of his own sense of unworthiness, because of his own ineffectiveness, in his own fear that he ultimately decided to divorce her, feeling himself unworthy to be the, child, the father of such a child and to be the husband of such a wife. And that it was ultimately as a result of that humility that initially he decided to divorce her. But then I think we, from that lesson, from this lesson of St. Joseph, his extreme humility, can also see his humility at work in tandem with courage. Because while this is initially his plan, those words that are spoken towards the end of the angel's dream are so powerful that, it's, that we see what Joseph, St. Joseph, is all about and why he should be a patron for every father here, every parent, and indeed each and every Christian. Because it says that when Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. Twice in the gospel we will see him do this without question. You'll see him whenever the angel appears to him in a dream. He immediately awakes and does as the angel commands him. No time wasted. No weighing his options. He simply does. He does it here, and he'll do it again whenever they are in Bethlehem. And Herod is seeking to destroy the child Jesus. And the angel comes to him and tells Joseph to flee into Egypt. Immediately he awakes from that dream and does it. And from that example, we too can take a lesson. He doesn't weigh his options. He doesn't say, okay, how is this going to work out? We're going into Egypt. I don't know how to get work there. 
How do we even do that? How am I going to provide for my family? How am I, and then even today's gospel, how the heck am I, a mere man, conceived with sin, unlike my wife, and to be the foster father of God himself? How am I to do that? How am I, unworthy man as I am, to do that? And you see, the thin interesting thing is that each and every one of you who are fathers, each and every one of you who are parents, actually face a similar reality. How so? Whenever you have your child baptized, whenever you had them baptized, the same words that were spoken to Jesus in the Jordan are spoken to your child, were spoken to each of us in our baptism. You are my beloved son, or you are my beloved daughter. These are the words spoken to your child at their baptism. And at the moment of their baptism, in many ways, they are no longer yours. They are no longer your child, but instead, they have become a son or daughter of God the Father. They now belong to him, and you, in many ways, become a foster child, foster parent. They are ultimately God's first and foremost. Yes, they are yours biologically, but ultimately they become the Lord's. And so it becomes incumbent upon you, your responsibility and your gift, to lead your child to heaven, to lead them and lead all of your children into sainthood. This is ultimately the role that each and every parent plays. That St. Joseph is such an excellent patron for us for so many reasons, his humility, his courage, but also because we each face the similar reality. Each and every one of you who are a parent have faced that. Whenever your child is two months old and only sleeping an hour at a time, you probably wonder whether or not you can do it. Or when they get into the terrible twos and their two favorite words are no and why, and you're beginning to get tired of it. Or when they get into their teenage years and rebellion comes about anew. You probably ask yourself quite often and have asked yourself quite often, can I do this? How am I going to manage this? And I am completely not up to the task. I am ineffective, and I am unworthy of the task that lies before me. And indeed, this is the reality that even myself as a priest, and in particular as a pastor, face as well. Each and every one of us, I am unworthy of the task of fatherhood, of parenthood that lies before me. I am not qualified. You are not qualified. I am not worthy. You are not worthy. I am incapable. You are incapable. But the fact is that we can learn from St. Joseph. He never speaks a word in the gospel, but he simply trusts. The Lord has given your child as a gift. The Lord has given you, your children, as pure gift. They are ultimately the result of active participation in God's creative act. And so he has willed your child into existence, along with your spouse. And as a result, each and every one of you are a result of a thought of God. Your child is a result of the thought of God. And so it becomes our responsibility to care for our children, to care for one another, and to ultimately take heart, take to heart, the example of St. Joseph, 
who recognized his unworthiness, who recognized that he's incapable, who recognized that he was not qualified. But whenever the Lord asked him, he simply did, because he trusted the Lord would provide the grace necessary to carry out the task at hand, to carry out the responsibility and the gift that had been given to him to be the foster father of Jesus Christ and the husband of Mary Immaculate. And he will give you the grace necessary. Something that I have learned in my very short life, albeit short, is that in those moments of greatest trial, difficulty, suffering, uncertainty, that is whenever the Lord has done the most work in my life, although at the time I could not necessarily perceive it. In the midst of my greatest trials, the Lord has taught me wisdom that I could have learned no other way. He has shown me and cared for me in the most profound of ways at those moments of greatest darkness. And I'm sure, again, each and every one of you as a parent, each and every one of you as a human being, can reflect on your life and see similar things in your life, a similar theme and thread. It is ultimately for us to only trust. Trust that the Lord is working, even if it does not feel like he is. We can't see it, we can't sense it, but he is. And this is the trust that St. Joseph has, and still continues to have as well. And this is why he stands as such an example to each and every father here. Because what does he do? He protects, he provides, and he cares for that which has been entrusted to him, which is the responsibility of each and every father, each and every parent. So fathers, take heart. If you find yourself incapable and effective, which you are, the Lord still trusts you. And I want to encourage each and every parent as well that indeed the Lord desires great things for you. Like St. Joseph, you may not ask to be, to be a great preacher, to proclaim the truths on housetops. But nonetheless, the task that is entrusted to you, small as it may seem, has been entrusted to you, and that he desires to bring you to your heavenly homeland, along with helping you to guide your children, and that as they grow into the saints that God is calling them to be, journeying towards their heavenly homeland with you.